Littleton Coin Company is ringing in the holiday season with daily deals. Visit littletoncoin.com for at least 15% off select products now through November 28th. Save on your favorite coins, such as Morgan Silver Dollars, Kennedy Half Dollars, Commemorative Quarters, and much more. But hurry, each day offers a new deal you don't want to miss. Visit us now at littletoncoin.com. That's littletoncoin.com. Littleton Coin Company, serving collectors since 1945. It's intern, John. Celebrate the coziest season with Safeway. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all of your seasonal favorites. Make the most of those fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Visit your neighborhood Safeway today or shop online for easy pickup or delivery. They're here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. Sincerely, Safeway. You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr. Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love God, love people, and love life. Look at the neighbor and say, my faith right now needs to be stimulated. Now, I need somebody to praise God in advance for the stimulation. I said, I need somebody to praise God in advance. Somebody watching online, praise him in advance. Hallelujah. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith tonight. I'm going to cover some of what we covered and going to introduce some new things. I want to make sure we move in this thing tonight. Please understand, uh, the Bible says we go from level to level, from glory to glory, from faith to faith, which means that the faith that you had to get to where you are is insufficient to get to where you're going. Says your neighbors, I need more faith. You only needed a half a tank of gas to get down the street. But now, if you're going to go cross-country, you're going to have to fill that tank up a few times. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm elevating, so I need some more gas. Hallelujah. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. This is my Bible. It is the living Word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the Word. I'm a doer of the Word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind Go to Hebrews 12. Remain standing. Go to Hebrews 12. While you're flipping, uh, uh, I want, did everybody get when you came in a mustard seed? Did you already lose yours? Now, some of y'all did like y'all used to do a communion when you used to church, and you used to grab five and six communions because you thought it was just a snack before dinner. Let me get four crackers, four crackers. That's why we do the value pack, so you don't be taking extra crackers. <laughs> Hebrews 12. Uh, while while you doing that, this, 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 I, I can't even grab one. This, this, this is a mustard seed. Actually, that's not accurate. This is a whole bunch of mustard seeds. Y- y'all see that? Now, I'm going to try to get one. So, this backup camera, I'm going to try to get one, and then they're just going to show you a picture. I'm going to try to get one. Because I want you to see, Jesus said, all you needed was this. And you could change that. Jesus said, all you needed was this. And you could change that. So, okay, look, you can't even, hold on. (laughs) 
Okay, can you get the close-up? You can't even see it. That's the point. See, okay, you see it? Y'all see that? All in my ear and stuff. <laughs> Amen. No, that's good. Good, good. Amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. That's it. Y'all see that? T touch your neighbor and say, all I need is that much to change everything. This one thing, say it, this one thing changes everything. If you had faith this size. So, so when you came in the worship experience tonight, if you're not watching online, you couldn't get one. But if you came in the worship experience tonight here at the World Campus, when you came in, we gave you what Jesus said you needed. So take that with you. And don't be trying to snack on it. <laughs> I don't really know how you do that, but I guess you could put some, some water and grind it up and make you some mustard for your tuna fish or something. But here's the point. Say, that's all I need. All right, so here we go, Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, we also, verse 1, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. In other words, let us lay aside every doubt. Let us lay aside every fear. Let us lay aside every insecurity. Let us lay aside everything that's holding us down and holding us back. And the sin, or missing the mark, which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Do me a favor, touch your neighbor, say, neighbor. We may, be we may be running in the same direction, the same but they're two different races. He said, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, which means the race that you and I are racing may be in the same direction, but it's not the same race, which means you can't judge somebody else's race because they're not running your same race. So, touch your neighbor and say, so don't judge me because you don't know my race. I think I'm talking to somebody tonight that'll say, if you knew the hell I've been through, you'd understand, well, I praise him like I do, like I shout like I do, because somebody say, I'm running a different race. I'm running. All right, so look, so look, that is it before us. Number two, or verse two, excuse me, looking unto Jesus. Now, because here's the issue, because a lot of us say we have faith, but the truth is you had faith in an outcome. You had faith in an individual doing you right. And when they didn't do you right, you said you accused Jesus of not keeping his promise. But it says looking unto who? Jesus. Not your husband, not your baby daddy, not your baby mama, not your boss, not your employer. It, looking unto Jesus, which means my faith is not in a situation nor a specific outcome. It is in the God it, of gods, the king of kings and the I'm here to tell you, he's never failed you. And if you feel like he's failed you, it's only because you were put your faith in a situation, not in him. I wish somebody would shout that, say, he's never failed me. He ne he's never failed me. That's something he doesn't do. Looking unto Jesus, not your credit, not your job, not your experience. Not who you know at HR. Looking unto Jesus. Who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame. But he sat down. <laughs> 
at the right hand of the throne of God. Father, tonight, stimulate our faith. Re-stimulate our faith so that we can move in the things that you have ordained for our lives. I am speaking to conquerors tonight. I am speaking to history makers tonight. I am speaking to curse breakers tonight. I am speaking to people that it matters that they were born tonight. I'm speaking to people that won't settle for average tonight. I'm speaking to people that just won't take whatever life throws at them tonight. I'm sp who my God. I just need to hear a war cry in the house if I'm preaching to you. Somebody shout, I'm elevating, I'm elevating. Jesus' name, I decrease that you increase. Speak now. Hallelujah. Do me a favor, high five two or three people as you take your seats and tell them for a second time, it's in the cloud. It's in the cloud. It's in the cloud. I, I got I to gotta do this right because I need to make sure your faith gets stimulated. Because you're not even going to recognize the quality of life you're going to experience 30 days from now. Okay, let me talk to somebody. Let me prophesy to somebody. You're going to see the quality of life you're living in 30 days, and you're going to say, what in the world happened? It don't take that much, and it don't take God that long. God wants to stimulate your faith to elevate. There is now a new technological advance called the cloud. Say the cloud. The cloud connects many computers at the same time through a communication network such as the internet. So now, watch this, for a second time, each message or each point of the message connects to make a sentence that's portable. Say portable. What I've discovered is that what you cannot take with you, you don't take with you. You're missing it. So now, if I give you a simple saying you can take with you that's portable, you'll take it with you in your everyday exploits. That way, you'll be able to apply it to the daily situations you experience and face in life. Did you get what I just said? All right, now watch this. Watch this. So the first point is this. Start by syncing with the cloud. Say it with me. Now I said, sometimes we see people in the Bible as so extraordinary that we focus on the extra and forget the ordinary extraordinary, extra, above, beyond, but they're still ordinary. God used them, but they were still human. God did great things with them, but they still had to wake up in the morning and go to bed at night. God used them to do great things, but they were still ordinary people. We're just ordinary people. Now watch this, watch this. They had insecurities, they had fears, they had struggles, they had unresolved issues, they had doubts, they made dumb decisions, they felt like failure sometimes, just like us. Touch your neighbor and say, just like us. But now sometimes you can make a disassociation between yourself and the people of the Bible because you see their glory, but you didn't pay any attention to their story. You do know Abraham was a liar. You do know Isaac had a lying problem. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You do know Rahab was the town hooker. You do know that, don't you? But she's in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Do, you do know, oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You, you do know that Noah had a drinking problem. Y'all don't want to be real tonight. God did extraordinary things for people, but they were still ordinary. So I need to tell somebody tonight that I don't care how big your issue is. You serve a God who says, I see your issue, but I still want to do something great for you. I still want to use you. You do know Moses couldn't complete a sentence. You do know Miriam was a gossip. 
Okay. So, so, so watch this. Say just like us. They're extraordinary, just like us. But now watch this. Hebrews 12 says, since we have this great cloud of witnesses. Now, the question then becomes, who is he talking about? We understand uh, this, that he's talking about everybody listed in Hebrews chapter 11, which is the de facto hall of fame of faith. Ordinary people that God did extraordinary things with because they knew how to get out of their own way. Touch your neighbor and say, please get out of your way. Your neighbor would be uber successful if not for themselves. But tonight. I said, but tonight. Where's your mustard seed at? I said, but tonight. Somebody's going to stop stumbling over themselves. Okay, watch this now. So Hebrews 11 is the de facto hall of fame of faith. So that's why he starts Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we have. Therefore indicates that he's talking about something that happened before there. <laughs> See, so Hebrews chapter 11. Now watch this. In verse number 3 it says, by faith, Hebrews 11 and 3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. In other words, he's saying God had to call something from an invisible realm into a visible realm. Faith takes what is invisible and makes it visible. It is not that it didn't already exist. It's just you couldn't see where it did exist. Y'all not hearing me. Uh, which means, watch this, that's why the scripture says the promises of God are yea and amen. Which means everything that God is going to do, God has done. Which means if I don't see it manifested in my life yet, that's simply not, it doesn't mean that God hasn't created it. It just simply means it hasn't yet manifested. See, the moment you prayed for healing, healing was a settled issue. In fact, before you prayed for healing 2,000 years ago, healing was a settled issue. What you deal with is the manifestation of what it is that you prayed for. So I got to call something out of the invisible into the visible, and I do that with a mustard seed. So watch. So watch. Say, God has faith. God stepped into, in Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2, can I teach you for just a few seconds to stimulate your intellect? Uh, th there is now perhaps a chasm of millions, perhaps even billions of years between those two verses. Uh, the scripture is very awesome because you can't just read it. You got to read it. So now it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse number two says, the earth was without form and void and darkness over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Uh, watch this. Verse number three. Then God said. Nothing happened until he spoke. This is why when you're, when you're going through trials in life, sometimes you want to clam up and shut up. But sometimes you need to learn how to get up and say, no, I'm not going to be silent. I'm just going to learn how to speak faith. The Spirit of God was hovering over darkness. Darkness implies the absence of the knowledge of God. So now watch this. God is hovering over a place where there's an absence of a knowledge of him, and then he speaks because he wants to introduce himself. So he says, let there be light. He was not saying, let there be the sun and the moon, because they were not created until later on in the chapter. God was saying, let there be the knowledge of me. In other words, the first thing God said is, let me show up, because when I show up, everything changes. When Jesus steps on the scene, everything changes. Let there be me. 
So, 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 don't watch this. But the scripture says, we know by faith the worlds were framed by the word of God. Literally, word of God here doesn't mean the Bible. It literally means by the actual literal words of God. Then God said, let there be. You're not with me. Uh, what this thing means is that God had to have faith in himself to speak and know that what he spoke would be. And then watch this. He stored it over until he saw that it was good. Which means if it ain't good, God ain't done. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to help somebody tonight. Maybe it's just myself. If you got stuff going on in your life that ain't quite good, ain't quite great, that just means God ain't done. Because when God speaks, he stewards over it until it is good. How fast somebody says it's got to get good. Which means, baby, if your finances aren't good right now, you better keep on speaking. Baby, if your children ain't acting right now, you better keep on speaking. If you can't get a call back on a job, you better keep on speaking. Because he said, and it was, he saw that it was good, then he moved on. But then verse 6, Hebrews 11, 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. Most of us, we're good with that part. We believe in God. The scripture, scripture says, that's nice. The demons do too. <laughs> I know it's a greater power. Good. Okay. Demons do too. But, but, but look at the second part. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So watch this now. Faith, faith, faith not only believes that he is, but faith believes that he rewards. Now, here's the issue. You want to know the issue? The issue is you're trying to juxtapose him doing something good for you after you've done bad. And the problem is you're trying to make a juxtaposition that you're never going to end up to come to any place of rationalization because you can't justify God doing anything good for you because of you. But when he looks at you, he doesn't see you. When he looks at you, he sees his blood covering you. And he says, this is my son. This is my daughter and whom I'm well pleased. So it's difficult to believe he's a rewarder if you think you had to earn the reward. Say he is and he rewards. Uh, so, then, so then Hebrews 11 goes on and talks about Abel and how Abel was able to give. We talk about how faith gives. Then we talk about Enoch. The scripture says Enoch was caught up. There's two Enochs. This was the good Enoch. Enoch was caught up alive. Only one of two men recorded in the Bible, Enoch and Elijah, that were caught up alive. Elijah has returned through John the Baptist. Uh, but Enoch was caught up alive. It says by faith. And, and, and when we talked about it, I told you that it was interesting because Hebrews 11.5 says by faith Enoch was taken away. But Enoch didn't do anything to be taken away. But why does it say there was faith for him to be taken away? I said this to you is because Enoch had to be a willing participator in God's plan. Let me bust something up that many church people think. Well, if the Lord wants it to happen, it's going to happen. Wrong! Watch this. I'm going I'm to really mess with your sacred cow now. I'm going to kill your cow and murder your chicken in two swoops. Watch this. What's for me is for me. Wrong! What you go get is for you. If everything that was for you was for you, you'd have it. That ain't Bible. Okay, let me bust your chicken. I'm going to murder your chicken. It's going to be bloody, bloody, son. I'm going to murder your chicken. Watch this. Watch this. Well, if it's God's will. Wrong. That ain't Bible. That ain't Bible. 
the book, the, the Bible we read is a book about people who made decisions, and because of the decisions they had made, they experienced extraordinary results. God says to Joshua, Joshua, go take the land. Okay, so you think Joshua just walk in, hello, hey, everybody, hey, this is mine. This is ours. Hi, hi, I'm Joshua. Hey, how are you? God bless you. Such a pleasure to meet you. How you doing? You doing all right? Amen. Well, I serve uh, Elohim. Uh, you're not familiar with him. I know you're Canaanite. I know you serve Baals, the God of the moon and the sun. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Elohim said that um, this land is ours, so I'm just going to, I'm going to need it. Now, now you look at Joshua. Well, look at me. Say, I don't know if I'm going to do that. Look, you look at Joshua. You think he crazy, right? Okay. So then why do you do that? Well, you know, I want peace, so, you know, peace, if you could come in my house, it sure would be nice if you'd come. I want joy, so, Joy, if you could come, it sure would be nice. I, I want to have a, a, a nicer quality of life, so if you'd come, it sure would be nice. No, he said, Joshua, I've given you the land, but you got to go fight and take it. See, I need to stir up the fight in you because you've been too passive lately. You've been laying down and just taking up too much lately. I need to stir up the fight. Where are my fighters at in here? It's yours, but you got to go fight to get it. Somebody shout, I'm fighting. What's for you is not for you unless you get it. What's God's will is what you go out and conquer. <laughs> so then we talk about Noah. We talk about Noah. Y'all all right? We talk about Noah. We talk about Noah. Noah, the scripture says by faith, Noah, he built this ark. It's interesting because Noah, they didn't really have a concept of rain when Noah started building the ark. So, so, so he starts building the ark, talking about it's getting ready to rain. He's like, well, I don't quite even know what rain is. Because since Genesis in the Garden of Eden, the scripture says that the mist came up from the earth. So they didn't understand rain because they had a mist. So God's not only telling him to build something he's never built, but God's telling him to build it for a circumstance he's never seen. See, that's why it's faith, because he was saying, Noah, I want you to build something for a circumstance you've never even seen, and I want you to build something you've never even built. And so it required faith. And that's where some of you are at in life. You're trying to accomplish things you've never, ever accomplished before, but you're in circumstances you've never, ever been in before. You've been in different circumstances, but not like this. Who am I talking to? You've been in different predicaments that may have been precarious, but not like this. Then we talk about Abraham. Abraham, the scripture. All this is in Hebrews 11. You can read it for your own, in your own free time. It's say the hall of fame of faith. Scripture says Abraham, he goes out and he goes to obey God, to go to a place where he will receive an inheritance, and he goes out not knowing where he was going. This is powerful because the Lord tells him in, uh, in Genesis 12, he says, go to a land I'm going to show you. Lord, where are we going? You'll know when you get there. Which means, in other words, I'm not telling you that much because I know you. See, some of you want God to give you more details, but he's like, I know you. And if I tell you that much, you're going to stop fighting. If I tell you that much, you're going to stop praying. If I tell you that much, you're going to stop worshiping. If I tell you that much, you're going to stop giving. So the only instruction I got is walk. How would I know when it's time to stop walking? I'll tell you to stop walking, which means you're going to have to stay connected to me 24 and the 7, which means when you get up, you got to connect to me. In the middle of your day, you got to connect to me. At Are you still here? So now watch this. Watch this now. Watch this. 
he, he goes to a land, the scripture says, the land, the land that the Lord's going to show him. And it's interesting because Abraham's father's name, I've taught you this a billion times, is Terah, T-E-R-A-H. And Terah dies in Genesis chapter 11. They die in a place called Haran, which means parched place or place of starvation. <laughs> and so now watch this. But the Lord tells him in Genesis 12, go to land. I'm going to show you. Get away from your father's house to land. I'm going to show you. But his father's dead. So what makes this so interesting is why the Lord would tell him to get away from your father's house when his father wasn't there. He was saying, Abraham, I want to do something great in you, but I can't do it if you're going to act like him. Because Acts tells us later on that when God, can I teach you tonight? <laughs> because Acts tells us that later on that uh, Genesis 12 was not God's first invitation to Abraham. It was his second and his last. <laughs> oh, you're not hearing me. Uh, Genesis 12 was God's second invitation and it was his last invitation. In other words, he was saying, if you miss this now, I don't want to talk no more because I went through too much to get you saved and I went through much to get you here for you to just mess it all up now. Are you still here? So Abraham goes to his own. Abraham goes to, it talks about Sarah, how Sarah received strength to conceive a child in Genesis 11. It talks about Isaac, how Isaac received strength to bless his children. Jacob received strength to bless his children. Moses, it talks about how Moses had by faith, how he left these people. He had never left these people uh, in this type of way before. It talks about how his mother had faith, the ability to draw him out of the water. That's what the name Moses means, to draw out. But notice, not only did his name mean that he was drawn out, but he would be the man that would draw other people out. <laughs> he is the man that led the children of Israel on the exodus, ex out of. He led them out of bondage into a place of promise. Somebody say uh, faith. Somebody say, say it again, say faith. So now watch this now. Watch this now. It talks about Moses' mother, how, how she knew. You ought to thank God that I had a mother that knew. <laughs> uh, uh, parents when the hands of the Lord are upon your child you got to thank God and you got to just know don't try to make your kids fit in with average talking about well you don't do this and you don't do this because you just need to get you annoying to understand my son's not like them my daughter's not like them it ain't that they bad it's just I know it ain't that something's wrong with them. It's just I know. And I refuse to make my Moses fit in with Pharaoh's kids because I where are the parents in here that are raising up wild changes. Baby, I know. So stop telling them you need to go do this and you need to go do this. Go be like regular kids. What the heaven? Why are you telling them to be like average? Why are you telling them to be regular? Let them come to church as much as they want to. Let them serve as... talks about the Israelites <laughs> it talks it, it talks about the Israelites talks, man, I just need to stay there somebody's pulling on me because watch this in the Bible they would give their sons in particular to the man of God to raise them and because they would raise men of God and not not just some <clears throat> oh God I can't say it because if they put it on the tape I'm gonna have to reteach it again <laughs> like that yahoos and googles <laughs> ain't the lord all right <laughs> they gave their children to the men of god to raise them and, and they didn't make them try to fit in and be average hannah come here hannah there she is i hear her talking hannah's like lord if you give me a son i'll dedicate him to you 
she has a son and she takes him to Eli and says, Eli, I need you to do what you do. Come here, Elisha. I hear you. Elisha had a natural mother and father. But the man of God showed up and, and, and the Lord was like, I did. Come on, you need to go with him because they can't give you what he has. All right, I got to move on. Got to move on. Got to move on. Somebody needed that. Got to move on. The Israelites had faith. They had faith to come through Egypt, all of that. It talks about how Gideon had faith. Say, Gideon had faith. It talks about Barack, how he had faith. Not Obama. This is great, 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 all right, anyway, some of y'all still missing. I'm like, what is it saying? Samson had faith. Somebody say, Samson had faith. Uh, uh, Jephthah had faith. Say, Jephthah had faith. David had faith. If you have the Harvest app, which I hope you do, in the Harvest app, it's so interesting uh, because in the Harvest app today, uh, the story of the, the Bible reading, the listing was about the story with David and it was about Saul. And it's so interesting because Saul was trying to kill David, but David honored Saul so much that he, he chopped off a part of his robe and the scripture says his heart struck him and he said to himself, touch not my anointing, do my prophet no harm. David honored the man that was trying to kill him. And, 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 and it's so interesting because this man's trying to kill him. But as this man is trying to kill him, it's so interesting because uh, there is this scenario that takes place. And, and David's like, I still have to honor him even though he's trying to kill me. Are you still here? No, 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 no. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, Samuel had faith. Somebody say Samuel had faith. Somebody say the prophets have faith. No, no, watch this. Uh, you can read about all that in Genesis chapter, or excuse me, in Hebrews chapter 11. But I want you to look now at verse number 33 uh, there in Hebrews 11. It says, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned the flight of the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. In other words, they were saying it took faith for them to, to, to suffer the torture. Verse 36, still others have the trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, of chains and imprisonment. Uh, in other words, Hebrews 11 is basically giving you a summation of thousands of years in biblical history. And as they're giving you the summation, they're saying they all did this by what? Faith. Somebody shout it again. Faith. All right. So point number one was what? Start by sinking with the cloud. He says, since we have this great cloud of witnesses. In other words, the way you're going to be able to stimulate your faith is by sinking with the cloud of people who thousands of years before you stimulated theirs. Now, check this out. They were at a disadvantage from us because they didn't know Jesus. They knew God through the Ark of the Covenant. They didn't know God through the principle of relationship. So they were at a disadvantage. Tell somebody to say disadvantage. So number one, start by singing with the cloud. But number two, using what you came preloaded with. Now, using this theme of the cloud, I need you to stay with me. Most cloud services, cloud computing, where it's in the cloud, uh, come with a free measure of storage that's given to you at no cost when you become a subscriber. 
if, if you get uh, uh, in the iCloud, for example, I believe you get like five gigs or megs or something like that when you start gigs. You get something like that where you get that just for signing up. Here's the deal, though. It's only good enough. Watch this. It's only good enough for that level of storage. It's only good enough for the level of storage that's an initial level of storage. Y'all are not hearing, 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 hearing what I'm saying. It is only good enough for a small level of storage, which means you're going to get a few songs, you're going to get a few pictures, and that's about all. Okay, so now watch this. Watch this. It works the same way with God. Every person is dealt the measure of faith when they are born, just like the free measure of storage. Romans 12, 3 says this. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the what? Say it. Say it again. So watch this. It says a measure of faith. Now watch this. New King James says a measure of faith. And some of the original translations, it says the measure of faith. So here's the implication, whether it's a, 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 a and a the, right, right? Whatever article's being used here. Here's the implication. The implication is that the measure God deals is the same for everybody. Bishop, how can you come to that conclusion? Well, because if when we start out the gate, you have more faith than I, then it's an unfair advantage. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. If we start out the gate to where God gives you more faith than me, then that violates the principle of that he says, well, I'm no respecter of persons. Well, certainly you're a respecter of persons if he gets 10 gigs to start and I get two. So since God says he doesn't respect or love one higher than the other, we can infer that the measure of faith and a measure of faith is the same measure of faith for everybody. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. Tell your neighbor, say, you got it, you got it, you got it. Uh, now watch this. Uh, that measure of faith is what drew you to Jesus. It, it's how you became a Christian. In other words, Jesus said, I know that when they are born, they are going to forget that they were with me before I sent them there. Can we go all the way back to the beginning of you? Let's go back to the beginning of you. And I'm talking about the you that predates the you that's here. I'm not talking about the 34-year-old you. I'm not talking about the 45-year-old you. I'm not talking about the 65-year-old you. I'm talking about the you that was in a place created called no time. I'm talking about the you that existed in a place called eternity. Watch this now. Jeremiah says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Which means before God ever decided to send you to earth, God says you were with me. Which means your spirit was with me. And that's why when you're worshiping, there's a connection that cannot be explained. It can only be experienced. Why? Because you're being reconnected to your pre-time self. Okay, here. Uh, you're being connected to the you that existed in eternity before you ever got a body. So he says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I ordained you. I sanctified you a prophet to the nations. Watch this. I made you a prophet to the nations before you had a body. I called you to be a world changer before you even knew there was a world. I called you to be a curse breaker before you were even born into the bloodline that would be cursed. Okay, yeah. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. So, now watch this. You're then born into the earth. Here's what happens, though, when you're born into the earth through the canal of a woman or a stork, wherever you came from. <laughs> I'm joking. Came the canal of a woman. When you're born of a woman, check this out. Check this out. When you're born of a woman, you take on a body. The deal is, is that body is now, watch this, it is not eternal. 
that spirit that is the real you that's in you is. That's why the wages of sin is to kill that. Y'all ain't ready for that level of teaching tonight. But if y'all be a good church, I promise you I'll get to you. Y'all ain't ready tonight, though. I don't think you're ready. I don't know you ain't. <laughs> so now when you get a body, the issue is, is now you have to go through the process of relearning a God that you've known. You could safely say your whole life. But whole would be difficult to define because you existed with him before. <laughs> So now when you're born now, you have to then go through the process of relearning a God that you already knew. That's why the scripture says reckon, we're being reconciled to Christ. You cannot be reconciled, re, again, you cannot be reconciled to a God you were never conciliated to in the first place. Which means when I become a Christian, I'm really just renewing my vows. When I say yes to Jesus, I'm really just saying yes again. Because before I ever got here, he already had my yes. Y'all ain't ready for this. Okay. All right. So, 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 so now watch this. So then when you come, he says, I'm going to give you something that's going to help you along the way to get to me. I'm going to give you the measure of faith. So the measure of faith is what has you to believe in a God that you've not seen, but you've experienced. The measure of faith has you believe in a book that you weren't there when they wrote it, but you believe that if he said he wrote it and he inspired the writers, that it must be right. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? It was the measure of faith that drew you to Jesus in the first place. You came pre-programmed to operate in faith. And everybody's a person of faith, even those who deny faith. Everybody believes. Even the ones who say they don't. Your choice to not believe in him is your choice to make yourself superior. You believe. You just don't believe in him. And I said this the other day. I said this, this is remarkable to me because it really takes more faith to believe in some of the things that people propagate today than it does to believe in God. It is very difficult for me to conceive that I came from primordial soup from a unicellular organization that somehow spontaneously began producing life within itself, although for billions of years they uh, suggest and postulate that it never produced life out of itself. So how did one day it just decide it was going to produce life? Even if it was a big bang, he shot it off. It didn't just happen. If it was a bang, he dropped the bomb. Are you here? It's very difficult to, for me to conceive that through the process of time, because one man came up with a picture that, put in a, that they put in a book that, uh, watch this now, that they teach your children, and you're supposed to believe everything that's in that book, although if you look at the footnotes that's in that book, even they deny the fact that they can substantiate that as truth. That's why they call it a theory, because a theory means it can't be proved, which means you got faith to believe that, because it's a theory. But I think there's some people in here tonight that says, my walk with Jesus is more than a theory because I know that I know that I know that I know if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, I wouldn't. Baby, this ain't no theory. I am the textbook. I am a living epistle. So, so then 
So then we came pre-programmed to operate in faith, even if that faith chooses to not believe in the God that gave us the measure of faith. Are you here? See, let me tell you, even those that worry, said, Bishop, I don't have no faith. No, you got plenty of faith. You have faith in your circumstance. Your worry is evidence of your faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It didn't say that the hope had to be good. I feel like preaching tonight. It didn't say that hope had to be good. It just said it was hope. So your worry is evidence you are a person of faith. It's just misplaced. But tonight, somebody watching on Roku, somebody watching online, we're going to shift the placement of your faith. You've been walking in faith your whole life. You just didn't know it was in the wrong thing. Your choice to obey your fears is faith. You believe it. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things I say. Your choice to believe in your low self-esteem is faith. No, you really are a person of faith. You just choose to believe the wrong thing. Oh, God, I'm going to help somebody here. Now, faith is the substance of things hope for the evidence of things. That same which means I cannot see my fear, but my fear becomes real because I take it out of the invisible and make it visible. Because I took the mustard seed, but I put it in the wrong garden. Oh, no, you got faith. It's just in mess. Am I saying anything to anybody? So, so the measure of faith. What, what, what's the measure of faith I have? Here it is. Here it is. It's the prop. Here it is. It, 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 Jesus likens faith. He says faith is like a mustard seed. He, Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Things. Not good or bad. Which means your faith is working. I'm going to mess somebody up real cold. Maybe the hell you dealing with now is because you faithed it in. Bishop, what do you mean? Nothing ever goes right for me. I don't, I don't. Seems like every time I take one step forward. I'm just so tired. So you have faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hope is the Greek word elpis, L-E-L-P-I-S, which means to anticipate or to welcome, which means whatever I anticipate or welcome is what I have faith for. So if you, watch this, if you anticipate or welcome mess in your house, if you anticipate or welcome lack in your life, if you anticipate or welcome dysfunction in your bloodline, now faith is the substance of things anticipated and welcomed. So we anticipate and welcome things by preparing for them. What, what are you prepared for? Let me, let me do a test. Let me do a test. This test always works. All right. Now, I'm not teaching you to be materialistic, right? But I, I just want to do a simple illustration. How many people, uh, you, you would love to be a millionaire? Meaning, meaning liquid, a million dollars or more. Okay. Let me see. Just about everybody. Some people even stood up. Amen. 
All right, if you're watching online, chat and say, I'm a bishop, I want to be, I want to be rich. Put it in the chat. Got it? Okay, here's the deal, though. Question. Pregunta. How many of you have four bank accounts? Put, put your hand up if you have four, four bank accounts or more. Okay, good. Okay, now watch this. Bishop, why are you telling us that? You prepared for what you just said you wanted. Bishop, what do you mean? Each federally de deposit insured account, FDIC, is only insured up to $250,000. Which means, stop lying saying you want to be a millionaire and you got one bank account. You a lie because you ain't prepared for nothing. You ain't anticipating nothing. And only a fool would have an amount that surpasses what can be insured. All right, now I want to keep on that same path because watch, watch the shouts change. Watch it. It's going to be, watch, let me show you. I'm going to teach you something. Let me teach you something. It's preaching school. Let me teach you something. Now watch, now watch me shift the shouts. Now, how many of you said you want to be a millionaire? Okay, and again, we're not talking about being materialistic, so please don't take it that way. I'm just trying to give a clear, crystal clear illustration. All right, check it out. Now, how many of you budget what you currently have? See, see, didn't I tell you it was going to change? Now they went, come on, Bishop! They stopped all that. Okay, now good. Now that's good. Now that's good. Here's the point I'm saying. Now faith is the substance of things anticipated or welcomed. Anticipated or welcome. Anticipated or welcome. Anticipated or welcome. See, here, here's what you do. You say, when I get it, I'll do it. That's not how it works. You do it before you get it so that you get it. So, so here's what you say. I, I'll be a person of excellence when I get some more money. No, you won't. You're going to be a rich slob. Okay? If you won't do it here, you won't do it there. Since, since faith is the substance of things anticipated or welcomed, what are you anticipating and welcome based on what you're preparing for? Okay, I wish I had time, but I don't. I got to move, I got to move, I got to move, I got to move. All right, so then watch this, y'all. Faith is not belief alone. But what we do based on that belief. That's why Jesus said in Luke 17, 6, uh, then the Lord said, if you have faith as a? You can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted by the sea and it would obey you. Now, I probably, if I, st if I get started on this, I may not get to finish the rest of the message, which means we'll just have to go in like part 43. So here's the point. Jesus said, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, let me just, I can't even hold that because it's just too small. We're going to tear the church vacuums up. See it? Come on, close up. I'm ready for my close-up. Okay, here it is. There you go. Okay, y'all see that? Let me just shake it and shake it and rock it. See? One of my faiths fell out. <laughs> Got it? He said, you can speak. Okay, that's perfect. He said, you can speak to a tree and tell a tree, get up, move. And the tree will obey you. Y'all not understand it. Which means my faith doesn't just affect me. Jesus was implying that everything that can be named also has an ear. So if I can name it, it can hear me. Which means you can speak to sickness and say, sickness, you hear me? You have an ear. And by my faith, I'm telling you to get up. 
you still here. So mustard seeds, as you can see, are one millimeter in diameter. They're small. Somebody say they're small. They take three to, ten day, three to ten days to germinate. Now, germinate just means to begin to grow if they're placed in the right environment, which is cold, dark, moist soil. Cold, dark, moist soil. Mm -hmm. Cold, dark, and moist. What does cold imply? That the circumstance will not be welcoming to what you're trying to welcome. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, anticipated or welcome. Cold implies that the environment that faith has to operate in is one that's not welcoming for it. Oh God, I wish you were listening. Which means, watch this, watch this. You're, you may be experiencing faith to begin a business, but your circumstances that that faith has to be placed in are not very welcoming to what you're trying to welcome. So you're trying to get a business going, but you 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 asking God, how I'm going to pay these lights? I'm trying to welcome that, but the environment I'm in is not welcoming of that. You didn't get it. Now faith is something things hope for, LPs, things anticipated or welcome, which means I'm trying to welcome it, but the environment my mustard seed has to be placed in is an environment that's not very welcoming to what I'm trying to welcome. Which means sometimes it's going to look contrary to what it is that you're believing God for. But contrary doesn't mean give up. Contrary means maybe my faith is in the right in. You'd start winning if you stopped quitting. Cold, dark. Dark, watch this. Watch this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Uh -huh. Go to Genesis 1 and 2. Uh -huh. Genesis 1 and 2. It's a cold, unwelcoming, dark. The earth was without form and void and darkness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then God said, mm -hmm. which means faith operates best in the dark. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. Weeping may endure for us. When you feel like you're in the midnights of your life, that's when you need to start talking faith the most. It is a cold and dark environment. So when it was dark for God in Genesis, you know what he did? He didn't say, it's all is dark in here. No, you know what he did? He turned on the lights. Uh-huh, that's what you got to do. If it feels dark in your life right now, stop cussing at the darkness and just stop saying I got so many issues. Just Somebody shout, turn on the light. He placed it in a cold, dark, moist soil. Weeping, crying, may endure for a night. Somebody say, but joy. Cold, dark, and moist. He says... That's where these grow. Oh, my God. Take out your mustard seed if you can find it. You ain't lost it yet. Y'all need some seed? Come on. Get you some seed. I got five on it. <laughs> now, that's most seeds. Share your seed. You need some seed? You got your seed? These grow in cold, dark, weeping, Unwelcoming, 
Seem like God isn't there. Seem like God don't care. Seem like if he loved you, why would he leave you in that mess? That's where these grow. So here's the conundrum we find ourselves in. Conundrum is the word meaning difficult problem. The difficult problem that we find ourselves in is that this won't grow except in that environment. So if you keep running from Shakaraba, if you keep running from that environment, no wonder you ain't seen God do anything great. You won't stay in the soil long enough. So watch this. It takes three to ten days. Be seated. I'll tell me how much time I got. It takes three to ten days to germinate. Germinate means begin to grow. Here's the trip, though. Three to ten. That's such a big range. Three to ten. Okay, now check this out. That means, watch this, y'all. Some things in your life are going to happen quickly. Isn't there some stuff you sowed a seed for on Sunday? It was done by Sunday night. That's one of them three days germinations. But it's some stuff, it's going to take 10 days to germinate. Here's the problem. When you look at the seed, you can't know which time frame it's going to be due under. They all look the same, which means I can't tell if this is a three-dayer or a 10-dayer. So which means this, y'all, which means this. Some are going to happen quickly, but some things are going to take time. But don't you stop on day number nine. Uh Uh-huh. See, I'm going to start a new group called Little Bishop and them. Some stuff may take time, so you can't be stopping on day number nine. Just because it happened quick last year doesn't mean that that's the same kind of seed you got this year, which means it might take 10 days, but if you stop on day nine, you'll never find out. So practically, y'all okay? Practically, mustard seeds are actions that are big in hope, but small in scope that produce incredible results. Big in hope. Now, the reason the hope is big is because the precedent doesn't exist in your life. Okay? That makes it big in hope. It takes a lot of hope to do something you've never done before. That's why when, when, when you're in a place called elevation, and when, you're, when you're talking about elevate, That's what makes it difficult is because you know the first thing you tell God, I've not done that before. You know what you say? This is what you say. and You call yourself spiritual saying it. Uh, This is so new to me. Let's be honest. This is all just so new. It's just different. I'm learning. Here's the deal, though. So, so it's big in hope, but it's small in scope. This is what he means, scope. Scope just means overall picture, overall view. So let me give you some examples. God says, Abraham, go to the land I'm going to show you. People move all the time. So the scope of that is small. But it was big for him because there was no precedent of him doing that because he had been in Haran, a parched place, all his life. Okay, okay. So, so God says to you, you're going to break poverty in your bloodline. Well, Lord, I've, I've never done this before. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. This is all so new. And God is like, I understand. I get it. So the scope of that's small. People break poverty all the time. People go from rags to riches all the time. That happens every day. This is America. And don't you let anybody make you feel bad for living in America and experiencing the benefits of living in a country where you can go from rags to riches so you can go help people that might still be in rags. 
Oh, I, I, okay, I need to bust that up. Don't you let anybody make you feel bad for being in a country where you can go from rags to riches so you can use your life to go help people that might still be in rags because they just need to see an example that they don't have to stay that way their whole lives. You're still here. Sarah, conceive, have a baby. Now, Abraham, stuff wasn't quite working. Sarah, stuff wasn't quite working either. That was just a miss-miss situation. <laughs> Got it? People conceive all the time. They hadn't. Big in hope, small in scope. That's a mustard seed. Big in hope, small in scope. Say it. Abel, give. Give the first fruit of, 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 of your flock. Abel. People give all the time. Big in hope, small in scope. So much so, the Lord said he respected Abel's offering because Abel's offering was a first fruit. Cain's was just an offering. Let's move on. Harvest expand. I learned to go with the goers, so you ain't got to shout for us. I shout, but I got my own shouting section. I bought me some shouting tracks last week to shout behind me. You ain't got to shout. Harvest expand. People expand all the time. Small in hope. Or excuse me, small in scope, big in hope. Children of Israel walk through the Red Sea. People walk in the sea all the time. Just not on dry land, but they walk through the water. You follow? Especially if you were with Bishop. Come on out here to, well, no, if my feet can't touch... That ain't God's will. <laughs> Come on, it'll be fun for you. <laughs> I'm going to stay around y'all where my feet can touch the ground because I want to be scriptural. He picked me up, he turned around, he placed my feet on solid ground. So, see, you trying to swim in all this here? That ain't Bible. <laughs> I'm joking, folks, okay? Okay, point number three, but you have to buy the extra. Say, I have to buy the extra. So remember, each point is making a sentence. Start by sinking with the cloud. We talked about who's in the cloud, right? Yeah. Using what you came preloaded with. You came preloaded with a measure of faith, right? Yeah. Okay, then, then, then the third one, but you have to buy the extra. Say, I have to buy the extra. Buy now, using this thing of the cloud, in order to hold more, you have to pay the price to acquire more storage space. In other words, watch this. Let me give it to you real practically here. To see increase or positive chain in, change in your life, increase your faith. To see increase or positive change in your life, increase your faith. Now, people say, well, Bishop, my faith can't increase. It can't. No, no, let me teach you because so, you understand. Yes, it can. Somebody say, yes, it can. Say it again. Say, yes, it can. 2 Corinthians 10, 15, it says, not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of other men's labors, but having hope. Read the next part. Okay, I said, everybody, read the next part. One, two, ready, read. Okay, now, your, put your name. Say it again. What's your name? Okay, which means this. It is disingenuous to say your faith can increase because we just read the scripture that says as your faith increases. As implies it's a mathematical equation, which means things are being added to it. Say my faith can increase. All right, so here it is. There's three methods you can buy the extra. You got three payment methods. You know, so you, with the cloud, you can play three ways, right? You know, you can play with credit card. You can play with check over the internet or, or you know, um, credit card. 
guess, I guess you could send in a check, uh, I guess, for those of you who still have checks. We got three ch- people with checks because they said yes. Four checks, five, six, seven. what? Listen, lift your hands. I'm going to release the spirit of update on you. <laughs> I'm just joking. I just joking. I just joking. I had to call my financial institution. I said, listen, I need a check. <laughs> I said, now I only need this one. So <laughs> what you want me to do with the rest of them? I just <laughs> All right. So three methods of payment to buy the extra. The first is using resistance. Y'all got to help me because we got to get out of this real fast. Say resistance. Think of faith like a muscle. No resistance, no growth. Got it? You don't go to the gym saying, I'm going to do some weight training and get on the treadmill. That ain't weight training. That's cardio. That builds your endurance, but you can't lift nothing. You can run, but you can't pick up nothing while you're running. And what God's called you to do is not just run, but he's called you to get some stuff while you're running. Hebrews 12, let us run the race set before us with endurance. Endurance implies not just that I got to last because of my cardio. Endurance implies that I got to last because of what I'm carrying. You're still here. All right. So, So watch this. Your faith increases through what resists it. Faith increases when you aren't dealt the best hand, but you play it well, whatever hand you're dealt. Now, let me tell you something. This is something, this is something I, 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 if I can just be honest with you, this is something that the Lord and, uh, has, to, uh, has to, you know, he, he chastises me and he, he talks to me real nice, but he does it lovingly. He's like, come here, son. I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, stop asking me for another hand. Yes, sir. Play the one you got. Yes, sir. You missed what I just said. You spend too much of your time wishing you had been dealt another hand. Well, what if I didn't do this? And what if I didn't do this? And why wish I didn't do this? I wish I... Well, you did. So stop asking for another hand and just play the one you've been dealt. The moment you accept the hand you've been dealt and start playing it well, you can start making some progress in life. Yes, it was unfortunate you made that mistake, but you made it. Get over it. You're not the only one that's made some Hey, haven't we all made some mistakes? We've all made some mistakes, so don't beat yourself up. Your neighbor got just as much junk as you. Okay, second way you can build, second method of payment is, is through listening to or watching the messages. Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Whatever you perpetually hear, you will believe. That's why even a lie becomes truth if you keep replaying it. Play it long enough, and then eventually you'll believe it. You, 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 you ever, you, now listen, okay, let me not talk about you. Let me talk about somebody you know. It's not you. you spiritual. But somebody you know, somebody watching online, somebody on Roku, somebody you know, and you know who I'm talking about. Don't, don't chat them in there. Don't put them out there. But somebody you know to where um, they tell so many stories that, that the stories become real. You ever got to the point to where you started believing the story? Like, you'd be like, this is, my, this is my cousin. They went to uh, such and such. Well, no, they didn't. They didn't. Okay, yeah, nobody knows anything about that. Okay, all right, can I mess with the ladies? 
You ever told yourself you were a certain size? See, they ain't gonna say nothing. Until you started believing it. <clears throat> like the lady at the store is like, what size, ma'am? Oh, I'm a five, I don't know, five. Plus five, I mean, come on here. <laughs> but you didn't been telling yourself you were five so long, you're like, I am a five. Now, ladies, please don't be offended. Ladies, are y'all, I'm your pastor, so I love you, so I'm not trying to offend you, okay? Are we on the same page? Okay, I'm not trying to offend you. Listen, let me tell you, if you are five or 25 or 30, you better work what you got. You ain't hearing what I'm saying? You better work what you got. Don't you let nobody, you better work what you got. If you ain't got but this much, you better work what you got. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying? If you ain't got one pair of pumps, ladies, you better work what you got. If you ain't got nothing but one skirt outfit, you better work what you got. Don't you be sitting up and saying, I wish I was just like, you better learn how to work what you So don't you ever let anybody make you feel bad, ladies of Harvest. Hear me. I just need to speak to ladies for a minute. Men, I'll encourage you in a moment. <laughs> Amen. Does he ever let nobody make you feel bad? Ever. In fact, I hear something. I've been not say that. No, because I'm going to have to reteach it then. No. 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 But if he don't like it the way it's done, then you can tell him to kick rocks, partner. Kick him to the curb. Ain't no curb. Build the curb and kick that Google to it. Sitting up here thinking you ain't this and you ain't that because one drive time sucker don't. Uh, all right, see, stop. There's seven million people in the world. If he don't want you, baby. Don't you sit around crying and being all mad and depressed because some Yahoo didn't want to get with you. But he was too low for you anyhow. Why you date so low? Why you like so low? You need... People say it's plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah, catfish. Yeah, it's plenty of average fish. But if you want you a shark, you better get in the deep. All right, all right, stop, stop, stop. See what they're doing to you? Stop, stop, stop. Stop. Sit down. Sit down. See? Okay. Because I'm just telling you as a pastor, it, it grieves me. Okay, see y'all and see, stop it. It grieves me when I see powerful women going after punk men that cannot hold the capacity of the woman that they are. And so they get frustrated. Hey, 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 they get frustrated. They get frustrated. It's all right, fellas. It's all right. It's all right. He cool. He cool. He just receiving Jesus. It's all right. He cool. Everything okay. He just receiving the Lord. Everything cool. But I'm just saying no. Amen. I must be preaching. It's cool. It's cool. Bless you, sir. Everything's well. Everything's good. Everything good. Everything good. God bless you. God bless you. 
God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Everything cool? Everything cool? Touch and say everything cool. Okay, y'all sit down. Sit down. Sit down. I got to be like the choir director. Won't he do it, y'all? <laughs> Won't he do it? Okay, all right, all right, all right. Sit down. What, what's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? What, what is the title of the message? They didn't got me all off. I don't What am I teaching about? Man had a little lamb and the fleece was white. It's in the cloud. It's in the cloud. Watch this. Okay. All right. All right. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So whatever you perpetually hear, you will eventually believe. Whatever you perpetually hear, you will eventually believe. Whatever you perpetually hear, you will eventually believe. Whatever you perpetually hear, you eventually believe. So see, watch this. If you were called stupid all your life, even though you are the most intellectual, uh, 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 intellectually advanced person in your bloodline, you will still believe you're dummy. Watch this. If you were called ugly all your life, even though you give Holly a run for her money, Barry, that is, even though you give her run for your money, you won't believe that about yourself. Because you perpetually heard it. Watch this. So whatever you perpetually hear, you will believe. So men, if you're constantly told, you're not this, you're not this, you're not this, you're not this, then you will believe, I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not that, even though you might be a mighty man of valor. Touch your neighbor and say, what are you listening to? What are you listening to? See, that's why you got to be careful when you tell your big dreams to small people. Because small people don't have the capacity to handle what you're sharing. And that's why they kill it every time they hear it. Because they don't have the capacity to hold it themselves. And they figure if they can't do it, neither can you. But I believe I passed through a church. And I believe I'm speaking to some people tonight that say, baby, I may have been in a small place in life. But small has got to let me What's this? What's this? What's this? So, so, so you got to receive the messages. You got to receive the word. Faith comes by hearing. So you will believe whatever you hear. Say, I will believe whatever I hear perpetually. You'll believe that. All right, here it is. Here it is. The third way, the third method of payment. Y'all all right? Oh, God. The third method of payment is ask God to help your unbelief. Okay, now, now, now really, I got 10 minutes on, 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 on the... Uh, uh, the, the tape, CD. That's okay. Don't y'all make fun of me, check writers. <laughs> that my bishop ought to be saying tape. You the one writing checks. So don't make fun of me. <laughs> I'm just having fun, guys. I'm your pet. Please, if this is your first time, just know I'm your, I believe in having fun in church, so please don't be offended or anything like that. I just believe you got to have fun. Amen? You got to have fun. Okay, now watch this. Uh, in Mark 9, there's a man who goes to have uh, this demon, this spirit, this issue cast out of his son. He goes to Jesus' disciples, and they couldn't do it. And Jesus says, Jesus says, Jesus says, well, what happened? The man says, I went to your people, but your people couldn't make it happen. So I'm coming to you to see if you can make it happen. 
Now, now watch this. He said, if you believe, anything is possible. All things are possible. Check it out. Got it? Everything's possible to him who believes. believes. Now, check this out. Check this out. Check this out. The word there, uh, uh, the man responds rather and says, Lord, I believe. But he makes this declaration, help. My unbelief. But look at how I did it. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears. Cold. Dark. Moist. Cold. Dark. Moist. Environment. Lord, I believe. Help. Help is the Greek word bothiel, which originally was a military word, which meant responding to a critical, urgent need or responding to a war cry. See, you're too quiet for the level of life you say you want to experience. The man, watch this, his faith should have been shattered because he went to the people around Jesus and the people around Jesus couldn't get it done. So he should have just turned around and went home and said, I guess my son's just going to be messed up forever. But something in him said, if I can get to Jesus, they maybe couldn't do it, but maybe he can do it. And if I can get to Jesus, I ain't got nothing to lose, so let me ask again. I need to stimulate somebody's faith in here. You don't have nothing to lose. You might as well. He said, Lord, I believe, but respond to my war cry. Lord, I believe, but respond to my shout. Lord, I believe, but help. Oh, you to me, I believe in Spanish. Is that it? Are you the may? Oh, help, help me. That's what I said. Help me. Help. Are you the may? And Sue Ellen's and them girls, you know. <laughs> Many of the father of the child cried out and said, with tears. Cold, mark, dark, and moist. Here's, okay, I'm going to help somebody. Cold, dark, moist. Could it be that the missing ingredient to this growing was that the circumstance hadn't pushed him to tears yet. Uh, Y'all don't like that. Y'all don't like that. Maybe your tears aren't a sign of weakness. Maybe your tears are the last ingredient necessary. So maybe God says, I haven't moved because you ain't crying. preaching to number four I, I got five minutes number four and don't cancel the subscription and don't cancel the subscription and don't cancel this because Romans 5 5 says this now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us now hope does not what disappoint hope doesn't what disappoint now faith is the substance of things hope for hope does not what disappoint so then why have we experienced disappointments let me tell you why. 
Because we often misplace our faith. I've already said it, but I'm going to say it twice. In situations or people. But our faith should be in Jesus. Now, Bishop, what does that mean practically? Because if you grew up like I did in church, they say all this stuff, just put your faith in Jesus. I'm like, what you talking about? Just hold on to the Lord's hand. Where is it at? Just trust in the Lord. How? Anybody like that? So I was like, okay, that's nice Christianese, but give me something practical. What do I need to do? So you know what the scripture says? Watch this. Watch this. Here's what the scripture says. Here's what the scripture says. Looking unto Jesus, who's the author and finisher of our faith. We misplace our faith often by putting it in a certain outcome of a situation or in a person. When instead our faith should say, my faith is in the fact that he's going to make all things work. Which means if they do leave, my faith is still. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Sometimes if marriages go through rough times and they'll say, well, we believe in God to restore our marriage. And, and, that, and that's, that's interesting because restore means to go back to. So if it was broke before, why are you asking him to restore it back to what it was broke? And sometimes if, if a relationship goes through some things, and so people say, people say, I just got faith that, that, that we, we're going to work it out. Here's the problem, though. You put your faith in that outcome. And that outcome is predicated upon that man or that woman that's in that marriage with you. So now, if that outcome doesn't work out the way you want, then you say, Jesus failed me. No, you put your faith in them, not him. Faith says he makes all things work, which means if that didn't work, then I got faith to believe he's got something. As you can see, I have two minutes left. So watch this, y'all. Over time, somebody say over time. time. Hope doesn't disappoint. But you have to last long enough to see it manifest. Over time, hope does not disappoint. But you have to last long enough to see it manifest. Watch this, y'all. Watch this, y'all. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, Eight years ago, when we planted our first campus in what they call a church planter's graveyard, there's plenty of times that the subscription looked like it should have been canceled. It was plenty of times where I said, Lord, if you told me to do it, why? It's just like when a woman was pregnant with Jacob and Esau, she said, Lord, if this is of you, why the struggle? Because oftentimes we think because it's God's will that it's going to be easy. Tell that to Jesus on his way to Calvary. See, watch this. In the scripture, we forget that often, sometimes the important details are left out. So you see glory, but you don't see story. You see a woman that had an issue of blood for 12 years, but the Bible sums it up in five verses. You don't see the day she left the doctor wanting to kill herself. You don't see the days where she thought this is not going to work. You don't see the days to where she said, I don't even know if I believe anymore. You don't see all of that. You just see And she touched the hem of his garment, and immediately she was made whole. You see glory, you didn't see the totality of the story. Are y'all still here? 
with the 30 seconds I got left. You don't see all of the nights that Abraham thought to himself, what have I done bringing my family out of Haran where at least we knew what to expect and taking them to this place to where we don't even know where we're going. You don't see the days where Rahab started disqualifying herself because of her past and when people would look at her, she was wondering, well, are they looking at me or are they looking at me? Y'all don't understand what I'm saying. Are they looking at me or are they looking at all of my issues? Are they looking at me or are they looking at what they heard somebody say about me? So you see her be used to get the spies into the city of Jericho so that the children of Israel can take the city. But you don't see all of her story. You don't see all of the times where they maybe wanted to cancel the subscription. And we know they did sometimes because they were humans. But here's what they did. Y'all ready? Here's what we do. We start by sinking with the cloud. Using what we came preloaded with. But we have to buy the extra. And don't cancel. Do I have some non-subscription cancelers in here? Your war cry will let me know if that's you. Lord, I believe, but respond to my war cry. There's only one road into Key West but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.